What's going on, everybody? That's right. We're back after a long, two. a long little pause. We're back. Episode 32, Off the Rails. I'm Anthony Verasso, as always, joined by uh, probably one of the best college roommates you could have had, Mikey McCarthy. Mikey, what's up, buddy? Oh, that, you know, in this time off, I've had plenty of things to find to bitch about, but, you know, I've, I've, I've absolutely found them. You want to hear one? Let's do it. Oh, dude, I just, you know, you've probably seen my tweet about it, but I did tweet about it like a, uh, about a month ago or so. Dude, these retail stores, when you go out trying to go, you know, shopping for clothes, dude, they make it impossible for you to just freaking ring up. And like, like, no wonder why these lines get so goddamn long, dude. I go up there, right? I got about four things of clothes. Oh, you were, um, do you have a rewards program with us? I'm like, I don't know. Well, type in your phone number. Type in your phone number. Not there. How about an email? Okay, I'll type in my email. No. Do you want to sign up for one? No, thank you. Then they want to ask you if you want to get on their cash program with the credit. No, I just want to pay for these fucking clothes and get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Le- <laughs> leave me alone. I don't like, like, you're literally asking me all these questions. Sign up for this. I realize I can save 15% today. I do realize that. Blow me. I want to get these clothes and get the hell out of here ASAP. It's, 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 it's so annoying. It's every single store. And I, and I know the people are just doing their job, but it's, it's like, it's the whole protocol behind it. Like, dude, I'm just trying to pay for this and leave enough of these freak. Like I spent five minutes at the register, just sitting there saying no the whole time for them to ask me. Oh, and by the way, will you blow me this afternoon too? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. It's, it's, it's so, and you know what else bugs me too? Cause I'm out shopping today too. And it's like, you know, I know it's the holiday season. I know it's the holiday season, but it's like I go into a store like Kohl's and it's like there's me and there's three other dudes in the men's section. And then there's 12 ladies. It's like, dude, go to the ladies section. Leave me a, like it's like I see more ladies in the men's section than the men in the men's. It's like it's, it's so annoying. If I go to the woman's section, you're all going to be staring at me like I have 50 heads. So it's just like it's like you're in my way. You're not in the right section. Leave. Well, because, Mike, if you were in the ladies' section, you'd probably be, like, on the floor trying to sniff some shit. I sniffed the thong, sniffed the bras, whatever. <laughs> Dude, how did we have all this time off and you still come on with a fire rant just like that? Dude, it's just, it, no. Like, what pisses me off is the first part where, like, I'm just trying to pay for my shit and leave. And it's like, yeah, we got a bunch of questions for you. No. That's so legit, though. It's like, no. I mean, this, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the skit from Bill Burr, but it's along the lines of that. It's like. You know, oh, and the woman's like, ah, oh, like, I need you to put in your phone number. He's like, I'm not going to give it to you. Just hold your, hold your finger down on the one, honey. Just let it go. Like, it's a whole good skip. But, dude, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. What about the fucking, like, the grocery store places, all right? Like, I got one where I live that I go to. You know, it's not even, you know, you get the cashier, right? They scan your shit. You pay them. It goes on the conveyor belt. You have to bag your own shit. And, like, they get mad with you. So say like, you know, you go on a Sunday and you grocery shop for the whole week. Well, there's a good amount of groceries. It's going to take you a minute to bag everything. They look at you like you're the asshole because you're not bagging it up quick enough. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Why don't you get some Joe Schmo to come down here and help me out a little bit? That would speed things up. Yeah, no, I'm the, I'm the type of dude who if they give me like a dirty look, I would just grab all 12 items and fucking carry them out and be like, fuck you. I'm not going to lie to you. As like, I, would you like to purchase a bag for five cents? Well, you're just so cheap, you probably wouldn't. But I'm not gonna lie to you, Mikey. The older I'm getting, I'm getting, and 
you know, this is now the third different state I've lived in. And it's like, what? Nothing. And it's like, I know exactly why you just laughed, you prick. And I'll tell that story if you really want me to. But I'm starting to really get annoyed with, I'm used to growing up in Massachusetts. You know, time is money, right? So it's try to be quick. And now this is the second state since Massachusetts I've lived in where time is money is obviously not the fucking concept, okay? And I just get so frustrated in stores. And it's like, dude, just grab what you got to get, pay for it. We don't need the conversation and just move on. You want to talk to each other, get the number and talk later on. Let's go. And it's just, what are we doing? Yeah. And it's like, I'm the type of dude where it's like, where it's like, dude, by me saying no, you guys are getting more money out of this. So just fucking speed up the process. Let's go. Why were you laughing? I know why, it, but I want to hear you say it. What? That, I, no, I was, I was just saying, oh, the kid can't get comfortable anywhere. Well, oh, so when I, if I say that I live in North Dakota, that doesn't make you laugh for a certain reason that we've talked about. <laughs> I'd like to know about your experience up there and, <laughs> and some of the locals, Anthony. Let me know about that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we should bring it on to the podcast. What, what happened? Like, I think during... you want to kick a door in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happened. We, uh, you know, one of the nights I was at work, I was at, I was in another state calling a football game. We did have an attempted break in at the place at the place I live in. That's hilarious, to, by the way. I'm sorry. They tried to kick in the back door, and uh, it was a whole deal. But <laughs> you're, so, you're such a prick. <laughs> we you know the garage door even has a huge dent in it like they tried to break into there as well but luckily we're all safe and we got some more preventative stuff hopefully and we're not How about worry the dude about admiring your car one morning that's okay that scared the ever living shit out of me so this was about i would say three four weeks after the attempt at breaking right so i leave for work on a saturday i try to leave my house no later than seven because i have to get where I got to get to and I got to get my show prepared. And it's just a whole, it's a process. So it's still kind of dark out at the time. So I, I have the deadbolt. I got the regular lock. So when I lock the door, I got to now lock the deadbolt, but I left my house keys in the house. And as I shut the door, I fucking realized it. So now I'm outside and I just have the doorknob locked. So I shit. And all of a sudden I just hear like feet shuffle from behind my car. And now I'm like, what the fuck was that? And there's this guy, at least six foot, just staring right at me. And I'm like, um, hey. And he just kind of mumbles something, right? And I'm like, what'd you say? Like, I didn't hear him. And I wasn't trying to be confrontational because now I'm like, this guy might have a weapon. I'm outside. I'm locked out here. It's pitch blackout. So I said, hey, what'd you say? And he just goes, fucking whatever. And then walked away. And I got in my car and locked that door so goddamn fast and just sped off. I was like, I don't know what happened. I don't want to think about what just happened. Let's just move forward. All I can picture you is backing out of Bucktown. <laughs> like in uh, like a Goodfellas when Karen's trying to get away from the guy at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. It was like so like that was at the end of October. So we had the frost. You know how you get on the on the front of the window there. What's the thing? The windshield, right? We got the frost on that, Mikey. I didn't give a shit. I fucking was holding on to the windshield wiper fluid. I was like, I'm just getting out of here. That's unbelievable. I wish I saw that. I would have been in tears laughing. Do you still have people parking in front of your house? It, it it happened last night as I was coming home, but it was my neighbors and they were just leaving. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Oh. Well, at least you have cooler heads to prevail, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you say we talk some sports? 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mikey, Mac Jones is legit, huh? Yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. The Patriots also uh, starting to turn things around after everybody was freaking out after the first month. I mean, I, yeah, and everyone was freaking out. I never gave up on this team from the get-go. I said, just wait it out, wait it out. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the schedule. You know what? I'm not going to come out and say that Mac Jones is a Pro Bowl player, but what I like out of him so far is his ability to stand in the pocket, his toughness, and, you know, he makes the right reads. He makes the right throws. I mean, you want to talk about that last game, the interception he threw. It wasn't the best ball in the world, but I thought John U. Smith looked a little lazy on that interception. I think I think if it's underthrown like that, you got to make the adjustment and go get it. I didn't think John U. Smith made a great adjustment. But, no, over the course of the first half of the season, Mac Jones has been absolutely legit. I mean, you see that uh, completion percentage, and everyone wants to say, well, he throws the ball three yards. He throws the ball three yards. Well, if you throw the ball three yards and you're winning, you're doing something right. I, I, I hate that argument. He really throws the ball three yards. If it's that easy, why can't anyone stop it? Yeah, exactly. It's like, so what, you want Josh Allen or, you know, I, I hate, and that's a bad comparison, but like, I hate the offense because you're not taking it downfield, taking the top off the defense all the time. You're not a good offense. Like, you still can't stop the short game. Like, what, what do you – so because it doesn't fit what you like, I'm supposed to change it up. Like, I hate that thought process. I just want to say this, too. What what this Patriots team has done so far this season just keeps proving my point as to why, if you wanted one guy for a bridge year, I said it last, I said it earlier this year, you could have had Phillip Rivers. Because all I said was you needed a QB to be about, you know, midway of the pack of a QB, maybe a little bit toward that back end. That's exactly what Mac Jones is. He's the middle to the back end of QBs. He's been he's been exactly what they need. They don't need a guy to go out there and sling the ball, you know, 20 yards every pass. What they're doing is working, and what they're doing is fine. And, you know, had you, if you didn't have the worst QB in the league last year, I think you would have been okay. Well, it's almost like, you know, everybody talks about Bill and his his system, right, for all positions on the field. It's almost like, and I'm not going to discount Brady, but it's almost like Bill makes it for the quarterback spot. If you can just be the game manager and not F it up, you're probably going to get a win more times than not. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, I think another thing we're talking about is, is, is the offensive line and how, and how far they've come this year. Because earlier on in the season, man, it looked like Mac Jones, was, he was taking an absolute beating. You had questions of, is he going to be able to last now a 17-game schedule? Because the kid's only played 12 games before in his career. I mean, that's the most amount of games he's played. So with the hits he's taken, is he going to be able to last? The kid's tough as nails. So uh, hats off to the offensive line for making it easier on this kid as the, as the season goes on. Well, still, let's just kind of narrow it down to just Mac Jones, though. So I'm with you. He, that man, he got his head kicked in beginning of the season left and right. And it's almost like, you know, they're going to ruin him before they can really see what they got, right? But credit to him. Kept the mental toughness. Kept the kept the eyes forward in the pocket. He wasn't worrying about getting hit. And it seems like the team, as the season has gone on, has really, um, you know, really loved this kid playing. And I think, look, I'm not ready to put the guy in Canton for Christ's no, sakes, but I've seen what what the team has saw. Like, okay, there's something there they can build with him. I'm not saying he's going to be the best of all time, or he's. I'm not saying he's going to be a number one, top three QB in his career. But there's something there that I think the Patriots can work with. And I'm 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 pretty happy with the pick in the draft. I was fine. The only other quarterback I would have wanted was Fields, even though he's struggling a little bit right now in Chicago. But that that's just a mess in Chicago. But I, I like Mac Jones. I'm not the big 
fan of the running around quarterbacks because they get hurt in the legs, they're screwed. They can't play. Mac Jones is exactly what the team needs, a pocket QB. He's got a pretty solid arm. You know, he's pretty accurate. He's not going to kill you with the deep ball. And, you know, going forward, if they can just kind of ride out the season with him and then really build a team around him, like a better team with better receivers, I think he's going to have even more success. But right now, I'm pretty happy with the flash they're showing with Mac Jones. Absolutely. You know, there's this whole notion, too, about, oh, he doesn't have the strong arm. Is he the most accurate guy? Well, you know what? I don't want my QB to have the strongest. I mean, it's great that he has an arm, but I want him to make the right decisions, the right reads, and make the right adjustments. And so far this season, I think Mac Jones has made the – I don't know if he's made the best throws, but he's made, I think, the best decisions out of all the rookie quarterbacks. And by the way, afraid, he's not afraid to throw that two-yard check down, which I love. Everyone thinks it's everyone thinks, oh, he throws a two. I love the two-yard check down. That just shows to me, look, I'm not going to get out here and get all pumped up as a rookie and throw the ball a mile, try to throw the ball a mile and make that and make that throw. No, I'm going to throw. I'm going to get. I'm going to take what the defense gives to me, and that's that's the biggest thing I like about Mac Jones. Yeah, it's almost like in the movie Moneyball, right? When Brad Pitt's talking to the team and oh, he's geez. talking about a situation where. You know, if a player bunts, don't try to go to second with it. Just take the out. Say thank you. It's like if the defenses are going to give you that two, three-yard screen pass, all right, take it. Make it second down and that much closer. Third down and manageable. Like, say thank you. Take it. Who the fuck cares what people think about, oh, well, he doesn't throw a deep ball. Okay, well, guess what? Brady threw the deep ball one year in his career in 07. But of all these records, do you think he wish he would have just checked it down a couple more times in that final game? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, And mm-hmm. I know that's a bad comp, but it's like, that's the one that quickly comes off the top of my head where who cares about the deep ball at the end of the day, as long as you win the end, the final game of the season, that's all that matters. Like, and again, if these teams are going to keep letting the Patriots build on that, it's just going to, you're going to see another Patriots mini run here, at least in my opinion. Absolutely. How about that freaking throw last Thursday to Jacoby Myers when Deron Harmon came up the middle on that blitz that, Oh, 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 I started salivating when that happened. He, because freaking Deron Harmon was coming a buck ten up the middle. Mac Jones saw him, knew he was about to get demolished, stood there like a man and threw it, made the completion on, on third down for a first down. That, I mean, that's the type of shit you can't really coach. You either have the balls or you don't. Mac Jones has the balls. Oh, absolutely. He's got the balls. And, again, you know, I, I, when, I when I was talking about fields coming out of Ohio State, and I was saying the toughness, you can't teach the toughness, right? Like, I love that kid. But, like, I never realized just how tough Mac Jones is. As you just said, he Who knew Deron Harmon was going to go through him, and he still stood in there and made that dime of a throw. And, again, Mac Jones has been getting beaten left or right in the backfield all season long, and Hung he still there. stands in there. It's just, again, you can't teach the toughness. It's incredible. Absolutely. But, Mikey, as a team as a whole, they're not perfect this season. They started off a little slow. You know, obviously a lot of panic sets in around New England where – and, and we know Belichick takes the first month as like an extended preseason, but then it kind of leaked into October, right? They lose that tough game to Brady in the box. They lose the Dallas game, which I don't know. I thought the Patriots maybe could have squeaked that one out, but nonetheless, since then five straight wins this team. And again, you said it, you have the tweets to back it up. As long as you're not suspended again, you've been in on this team <laughs> being a playoff team. I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team. Right now, it looks like they're going to be a playoff team threatening Buffalo for the division. Yeah, I know. Even like even after those first few games when when they're, when they're piss poor, I said just wait it out, man. Just absolutely wait it out because because you know I do put stock 
into those Dallas and Tampa Bay games. I know a lot of people say, but they lost, but they lost, but they lost. Dude, I mean, they pl- I thought they played pretty bad against Dallas. They kind of still could have won that game like you just mentioned. And I think that means something. For a team that's not playing well, to have that kind of confidence to stay in there and stick around. And you know what? Those are probably two of the best teams in the NFC. You still could have won both of those games. I think you can absolutely put stock into, into you know, the fact that the Patriots are a decent team because because if you look if you look at those two games specifically, it's just like, dude, you're absolutely getting outplayed by a better team, and it's just like you're still kind of hanging. I haven't seen the Patriots really get blown out since that Saints game. Right. So. Yeah, that Saints game was a disaster. But let me ask you. Okay. So first of all. That Tampa Bay game, should have won. They they should have won, but they should have went for it on fourth and two. Yep. Because let's say Nick Folk makes that fifty-two yard field goal, there's still over a minute left with the greatest quarterback of all time on the sidelines waiting to come back out. So right. he would have just marched it down the field and just kicked a field goal to win. The Dallas game, I think you should have won that one more than the Tampa game. I mean, the third and twenty-five play. You watch that game, Mikey, and I know you're like me. You probably said to yourself on third and twenty-five, double CD Lamb. That's all. The, that's just worry about CD Lamb. And I believe he built the greatest quarterback. Excuse me, he beat the best quarterback of all time, and Jalen Mills to get a fucking almost a first down, made a fourth to one. They get it the next play. I mean, I just ever since then the team's turned the corner. But that Dallas game frustrated me so much because they should have won that game more. I like the chances of them winning that game more than I did the Tampa Bay game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and then to go in overtime and see CD Lamb run all over fucking Jalen Mills once again because he can. And Jalen Mills, I said it when they signed him, is not that good as an outside corner. Just fucking smoked him all game. That Dallas game, for some reason, just pisses me off. But the question I kind of want to ask you, Mikey, and I've been seeing it pop up on the timeline now, and I don't know, maybe I'm kind of falling for it. Remember in two thousand the when the Pats won their first Super Bowl in two thousand and one, mm-hmm. the Rams came to town, and they just barely squeaked out the Patriots. Right, I, th- I believe it was like a Monday night game. You think that Dallas and then the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl that year? You think that Dallas game is that game this season? Like I don't know. I, that just keeps sticking with me. Just remember, Dallas is awful choky. They always are. I know, but like, couldn't you picture seeing now a Patriots Dallas Super Bowl? Like, that's what I'm trying to make the comparison to. No, I – look, I think if there's one year in recent history where Dallas could make it, it's this year. They do. I mean, Dallas has the offense that's phenomenal, and they have a defense finally with Micah Parsons, just an insane linebacker. He's so good. But I just – I watch that game, and I I go back, and I think I'm like, I could see this happening. I mean, again, the only – I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The only team I could see beating the Patriots in the AFC – in the playoffs is the Chiefs because at the end of the day, Mahomes is just freaking phenomenal. Again, I told you, I'm not high on the Bills this year. And when I saw Josh Allen come out in the training, was it, I think it was OTAs with the tinted visor, I'm like, well, that's it for Buffalo because they had their minds on so many outside shit. And now you got the quarterback who has one solid year, dinking around with his equipment, trying to be funny. It's like, eh. And they're, they're not totally in, involved. They're probably shitting their pants, too, because the Patriots are only a half game behind them. I know. Well, they're good to Buffalo is they have Indianapolis today, so they should win that one. I just wanted to touch on Dallas real quick. I mean, I feel like there's been a, I feel like there's been plenty of times where we've said, oh, this could be Dallas's year, this could be Dallas's year. 
in a in a year where the NFL is kind of down in terms of the competition, I think this is Dallas's best chance to make it. And back to that game real quick. Uh, you said that you thought the Patriots should have won the Dallas game more than the Tampa one. You might be able to build a case for that, but I just I just wanted to say that you know I think I think Dallas had a lot of stupid mistakes in that game too. I mean, you remember that the fumble that Dallas had like inside the five. Yep. Take, you take that away, it probably doesn't go to overtime. You know, I I think of stuff like that, and I go, I think a little of that was on Dallas's you know stupid mistakes over more than anything. That's what I'm saying. Like that game, that could have been. Like, you look back at this season, right? Whether the Pats win the whole thing or not, which, I again, I don't think they're going to. But, like, you know, hey, fuck it. Let's tie it back to the ragtag farmers, Mikey. The division's in play. Well, hold on, hold on. Like, our floor hockey team. You look back at a sophomore year, our statement win was against the lacrosse team, okay? That could have been, if the Patriots beat the Cowboys this year, that, you look back at this season, that's their statement win. And that just it pisses me off that game because that game they should have had again they got a jackass as a coach with Mike McCarthy as you said they fumbled the ball it just they get a pick six and then they, the next play they give up a touchdown like a long touchdown they should have beat Dallas but whatever I'm not gonna get too fired up about it anymore what a fucking stupid name <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, glad I'm not the stupidest Mike McCarthy out there no I think. Uh, I'll tell you what, you at least have uh, the best story. I might How's be a that? close second. I might be a close second, but I'm not the stupidest. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you definitely uh, you know how to work your fireworks, that's for sure. Oh, man, I can't wait for, like, you got to come out this summer. We'll just go and drop huge money on fireworks and just fucking light them off. Do you, do you watch, by the way, maybe... do you watch the, huh? I was going to say, do you ever think that maybe – uh for a little while i thought that but i don't i don't i had to change my plates on my car because so there's nothing there's nothing well there's one thing but there's other than that small like legitimately small thing you wouldn't know we're from out of state on my car on my car i flyers fucking frame no, that's been gone since Maine, but like I have a small Flyers logo that's like not that big. You think I'm gonna flaunt that shit? But all right, real quick, Mikey, and then we'll switch over to the NHL. But for the Patriots, okay. they ne- next up they got Tennessee next Sunday. That's gonna be a good game. Then at Buffalo, a bye week, and then at the Colts, and then versus Wait. Buffalo. So yeah. Patriots go in that was that four game stretch with the bye week, right? One, two, three, four. I think they go three and one in that stretch. I think they lose. Yeah, they kind of went out, kid. Shut up, shut up. Wait, they play. Oh, oh, that's preseason. I was just gonna say, wait, they play at the Eagles. What the fuck? But no, the stupid NFL schedule. It's the way they, they they put preseason at the bottom. So I kept going. Um, no, I think they lose two more games this year. That's okay. all. All right, let's talk some hockey. Do you want to go first about your team, or should I go first about my team? I mean, I'll go first. I, I just wanted to say, fuck the NHL for this bullshit. Dude, the Patriots have played two games in the last week. The Bruins have played one. The Patriots have played more games in a week span than the Bruins have. That's a fucking joke. For the third time. That's a fucking joke. This is the third third week we'd have to go without Bruins hockey till the fucking weekend. It's so goddamn annoying, because it's like, it's like, I heard this the other day. It's so true. It's like, hockey, the Bruins get you through the week. There's usually a game on Tuesday. There's usually a game on Thursday. 
It's something to look forward to during the week. And it didn't. It's, it's the third time this year it's happened. It's an absolute joke. Back to the Bruins. Good little win streak we got going. However, the secondary scoring is still bugging me a little bit. Now, I know last night they got a little bit of a break with Forbit. He played. He, I, thought, I thought he looked good. He was, a, he was around the action quite a bit. The one kick I'm going to give on this team is, is number one, Linus Allmark. Not great. I don't like this guy all that much. I was optimistic about him at first. God, you're getting paid five million bucks and you can barely squeak out a win. Like, dude, dude, no, it's just like he's a like I find him to be really annoying, but I also find that I find myself getting more annoyed with Bruins goalies than than anyone else on the roster. And while we're at it, this team needs another defenseman bad. They they absolutely need another defenseman bad because you talk about it, you make fun of Brandon Carlo. I am a hundred percent with you on that. I don't think Brandon Carlo is a number two defenseman. If you want to say he's a top four defenseman, fine. I do not want him on my first pairing. I do not. You have McAvoy, you need another guy. Because Brandon Carlo can be a freaking statue at times. He, in my opinion, is the the most overrated Bruins player. Brandon Carlo. To me, Carlo's like a a bit tougher version of Hal Gill, right? Like, he's got that size, but if you fucking hit him, he's going to get hurt. Exactly. He's... So I'm with you on the overrated part. Uh, real quick, by the way, I totally forgot to mention as we're over 20 minutes into the show. We have a great interview coming up here later on. We got Mr. MVP05 guy. So uh, we talked a little baseball with him, and he's trying to bring back the baseball game. So I want to tease that one. But, Mikey, the Bruins, let me ask you this, okay? Because I saw a lot on Twitter, everybody stroking themselves that they just signed um, Linus Allmark to that contract. Five million per season. I think it was a four-year deal or something like that, too. Yeah, twenty million over four years. That's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Let me ask you: Would you rather four years, five million per for Linus Olmark, or two years, three million per with Rask? Come on, it's no question. Give me Olmark. Oh no. Give me Olmark. No. At least I know Olmark's going to be there. Oh my God. Oh, at least, at least I know that Linus Olmark is going to be there. I'll get first of all, he if you watch him play, he still has the stench of Buffalo on him. The way I watch, he still you can beat him on a wraparound, and that drives me nuts with goalies because that's such a lazy, soft goal to give up. When I watch him play net, he still has those lazy tendencies, and I'm like, really? Well, that's the key word, Anthony. If you watch him play, are we watching Rask play? Because the guy got surgery, Mike. Adio, see you later, Tuka. <laughs> Okay, so if Jeremy Swayman has to get hip surgery, I'm just surgery. trying to be consistent. I'm just trying to be consistent because I've I've been I've I've been done with I've been done with Tuca for about three to five years now, and no, I'm not going to go back to Tuca. Nope, nope, nope. He's like that ex-girlfriend. Nope. Thanks. It was a good time. We had a lot of good times together. Time to move on. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been a Tuca fan. If he say he like shocks everybody and signs with like Edmonton. I'll fucking root so hard for the Oilers to win the cup, despite me. I know you will. I know. Despite you will. me, despite me despising that team and that Connor McDavid <laughs> prick, I will root so uh, hell. Tuca can go sign with freaking I don't know who's another potential cup contender uh, that needs a goal. Uh, Flyers, how about the Flyers? Come on, no, I'm talking cup contenders, Mikey, not fucking dinks. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be hilarious to me, because uh, I still like the Avalanche now. Oh, wow. I like that one, actually. 
if he takes a little discount and goes there, him and uh, the I'll guy they the just mountains. got. Huh? We'll go live in the mountains. You know, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Smoke up, get your head on right. But who the frig is the, who's the goalie they just got from Darcy Kemper? Imagine that one-two combo. That would be pretty solid for Colorado. Oh. We'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, yeah, what is up with the NHL schedule? Because I noticed that this week, right? Like, the Flyers had four games, three games this week. And I look at the schedule because I know they had Boston. We're recording Sunday. I know they had Boston last night. And I'm like, wait, the Bruins have the whole week off? Like, who the fuck decided that? Again, and by the way, again. we potentially, as long as COVID doesn't ruin another thing, we potentially have two weeks off of NHL hockey in February with the Olympic break. So whoever designed this NHL schedule, um, yeah, you kind of suck at it. No, I said it before. It's 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 never ideal to have to play catch up hockey. It's good you get that rest, you know. But I'd I'd rather have that rest in freaking February and March. I mean, I know I know the whole league is getting one, but it's just it's like it's like, dude, it's like, dude, everyone else has played four more games than you have. You have to catch up. You have to play back to backs. I think the Bruins have have another game today. It's dude. It's it's it. It's not ideal for for the playoffs. It just right, really- and, it, and it's all about, we know with especially hockey players, but like athletes, they love getting into rhythms. Like, how do you get into a rhythm like this? They looked pretty good last night, though, I must say. Yeah, whatever. Well, let, I'm, can I have a moment? Can I have the floor now, please? Because I've been waiting for this. I've awesome. been waiting for this for so fucking long. Go. Can I have the floor? Go, go, go. Okay. I won't talk for two minutes. I won't talk for really <laughs> Well, Mikey, the Philadelphia Flyers, not sure if you've heard. Uh, they made a couple moves in the offseason yep. after last season's shitbag team. They uh, they got pushed around. They got blown out many times. And they said, you know what? Let's get some players that are going to be tough. They're going to fight back. They'll push around. You know, they get Ristolainen from Buffalo. They're bringing Cam Atkinson for Jake Voracek from Columbus. Who is Atkinson the toughest guy? Is he going to fight? No. Bring some energy, a new dynamic to the team. I like it. That's great. Uh, they bring in this kid, or they sign this kid, Nick Sealer, a defenseman. Uh, pretty tough bastard. You know, it's moves like that, right? They bring back Nate Thompson. He's tough. Uh, they co- sign a couple guys off waivers. One guy I do like just the way he looks, that Zach McEwen. Got that full mustache, right? So they brought in some meat and some toughness. But the problem is meat. they still have a coach who doesn't play or doesn't coach for that kind of style. So you have a team that's built one way with a coach that coaches another way. And my point is, what is the point of that? What is the point of that? Because now that's what you're seeing. There's a disconnect there. They still start off slow. They still don't get timely saves. Although I will say, up your ass, Mike, uh, Carter Hart has turned it around. He's looked pretty fucking good to start the season. That's the only positive I'm going to take away from the season. Okay? The, the, The Flyers played Seattle, one of the first games of the season this year, at home. Okay? Former Flyer coach Dave Haxall is the coach of Seattle. They beat the wheels off that team 6-1, I believe it was, and they get into numerous fights. Nick Sealer, one of these new guys, legitimately tosses a referee out of the way to fight one of the biggest guys in the NHL and Jamie Alexiak. So you know what? And Nate Thompson, he fights somebody who goes after Drew that game. So I'm thinking that's the team. They've turned the corner. This is We're getting old-time hockey back. No. This is still being coached as the same soft team where it's like, let them push us, just skate away. Uh, Don't finish your checks in a corner. If they tap the goalie, that's fine. Maybe they're saying good game. Don't take the extra penalty. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. First of all, pick. Do you want to build a team for this coach or do you want to build a team for a different coach that should come in and coach this one? And after last season, they should have cut ties 
with Elaine Vigneault, and this is nothing against him because I'm sure he's a great guy off the ice. But you look at his teams, Mikey, when he coached in Montreal, when he coached in Vancouver, when he coached in New York. They were never tough teams that would defend each other to lead or be in the top 10 in fighting majors or penalty minutes. They were always soft teams you could push around. Prime example in 2011. You look at on paper, that Vancouver Canucks team, skill-wise, was way better than the Bruins. But what did the Bruins do, like good teams do in the playoffs? They get tough. They finish their checks. You intimidate your opponent. You push them around. And that's Vigneault. His team always will get pushed around. I don't understand it with this Flyers team. And you get all these people on that. Oh, you know, like the Flyers, they're a different team. They're better this year. They wouldn't have won this game last year. That's great. If they make the playoffs, they're out round one, as usual. So don't even bother making the playoffs. I've wanted this guy to be the coach since halfway through last season. Rick Tockett needs to be the coach of this team. He played in Philly. He was a tough son of a gun himself on the ice. He's got a couple rings. I think he might have two, even though one of them I know was for sure was with Schittsburg, but whatever. He just got inducted into the Flyers Hall of Fame. You see him on the TNT broadcast. He's one of these tough guys where your team's not going to get pushed around like that. And he fits in with this kind of team, you know? Look, Ristolainen, I hated him in Buffalo because I think he, he was a fake tough guy. I've seen Brad Marshall make this guy melt on the ice. But you know what? If he can come into Philly and be a tough prick defenseman, right? Finish his chicks, intimidate people in front of the net, legitimately just toss people around. Are you going to take the penalties once in a while? Yep, that's fine. It's just like I tell you, Mikey. I love the tough defenses in the NFL. I love the corners and the safeties that will they take the unnecessary roughness 15 yards once in a while? Absolutely. At the end of the day, though, if you're the wide receiver, you don't want to go up against that defense. So that right there, he strikes fear into the opponents. I want to see Ristolainen do that. Chris Pronger, I'm not saying he's going to be Chris Pronger. Pronger did that. He took dumb penalties, but guess what? You didn't want to battle him in front of the net because you know he was going to fucking do anything he can to get under your skin and pretty much toss you around. Give me Rick Tockett because if that's the case, then you're going to see this team really be what they're supposed to be. But, hey, if they want to go with A.V. as the coach, that's fine. Build a team that's going to suit Elaine Vigneault's uh, coaching style. That's all I'm asking. Just make a, make a pick. Are you going to go with Vigneault or are you going to go with the team? If you're going to go with the team, then get a different coach in there that's going to be a tough coach. And then I think that's Rick Tockett. Very good. Uh, hold on. While we're at it, I have a question. Is this, is this A.V.'s second stint? With Kevin Hayes? Yes. Hasn't he learned his lesson by now? I mean, yeah, all oh, the cameras are rolling. Oh, yeah, kind of hot. Cameras are rolling. Everyone everyone, get in place. I got I to gotta call out your nicknames. Get that guy the hell out of Philly, too, while you're at it. <laughs> oh, you idiot. He's injured. Okay? Second of all, oh, he's again, a goddamn he's good two, comes, number two center. Oh, he comes back, and then he's hurt again. Yes. Because, obviously, whatever he got fixed, it did not get fixed properly. Okay? I have no issue with Kevin Hayes. I do think, okay, I do think Vigneault is back. And part of me is wondering because of the financial commitment the Flyers made to Hayes. I I mean, you sign him seven times seven, okay, and he has his most productive careers under AV. Well, obviously, you don't want to all of a sudden have the numbers drop drastically when he's not with Vigneault. So that's something I did wonder. So let's see moving forward. Obviously, I'm not buying in on this Flyers team. So I think that play that game against Seattle was a smokescreen. They're not a tough team, uh, and they can be beat by pretty much anybody. I mean, the next games they got coming up here is Toronto, uh, Tampa, Florida, and then Carolina. L L L. I mean, hey, 
you said Kata Hotz rebounded. He's rebounded so well this year uh, this year that they're scared to play him against Boston, huh? That That is true. That is true, and I tweeted that the other night. They're afraid to play him against Boston. So how good is Carter Hart going to be? That's what I'm wondering. But, Mikey, what do you say we toss it over to the interview now? People are probably sick and tired of hearing us. All right. We send it over to the greatest baseball game ever made and, and somebody who's trying to bring it back, Mr. MVP 05 guy. And joining me now is somebody I've been wanting to get on this podcast since I saw his Twitter page. It's the coolest Twitter page out there. He's pretty much I doing God's not. work for everybody. Uh, you know him as a Twitter page, Mr. MVP05 guy. What is going on, my friend? How are you? Oh, how are you, brother? I appreciate the intro. I, I haven't got talked that up. I, I have to call my mother if we're going to get that, that much hype for me. At least your mom would hype you up. My mom always tells me the things I did wrong on the radio. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, at least your mom's honest, man. That's, that's what it is. I, I guess help, so. We can't help that you're a loser. You know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess she's just going to tell it the way it is sometimes. Exactly. Well, but uh, all right, man. So I got to say, I'm 29 years old. Oh, wow, I'm 28. I'll be 29 in December. So right off the bat, you're what? Around my age, right? That's correct. I'm 29. So you grew up playing MVP 05 and you're trying everything in your power to bring it back. Uh, what made you start wanting to do this? To be honest, I, I've been playing this game probably daily. It started in college where uh, it was just something I would come around and all fucked up, hop on and just uh, obviously start drilling my owner mode uh, in downtime. And I kind of became a stoner in college. So it kind of just it kept exceeding, exceeding more and more time. Uh, spending playing the game and it's just become back to getting my buddies back to what we used to grow up playing so from tournaments to I I miss the online obviously the servers the the main goal getting that fired back up but uh, we can we can only have so much hope you know I mean EA's shut us down for the last 15 It, it can only continue for so long for them to continue holding out so how old were you first got the game Ooh, I got it the first year it came out. Uh, that was that was the Christmas gift, man. And we're uh, talking about the one with Manny Ramirez on the cover. Yes, yeah, because I had uh, making so, sure. Yeah, so what, what were the other baseball games you used to drill uh, outside of MVP? I mean, I know that's sacrilegious of me to even bring up any other games, but they're all <laughs> games that led up to MVP. Like uh, your first beautiful woman. Obviously, you had to you had to knock down some uggos before you got to it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so probably backyard baseball. So I'm going to go on oh, the computer. See? I think that that's was everybody's one. first. And then I had this other baseball game. I can't remember the name of it. I, I can't. It was like around 2002. And then somebody was like, hey, check out this game with Manny on the cover. And I loved Manny Ramirez. So at the time, I'm in middle school. I got a paper route. I saved up as much as I could for like a couple of weeks. Went to GameStop and bought the game. And I'm with you, man. I've been in love with that game ever since. That's the one that I can't like get away, you know? Uh, tear to my eye, man. The self-made man. See, I, I got to respect the self-made MVP, man. I, considering I'm a, I, w- I, was, I was born into MVP and my parents passed it down, uh, I'm a little embarrassed I wasn't working hard enough to get it my own. But that would have been a better origin story, you know? <laughs> Hold on. I wasn't working hard. I had my parents pretty much doing the paper out for me every other day. I was the lazy kid, so I still am. <laughs> hey, at least you got a paper out, man. At least you're out there. Is the arm so right. obviously was was the was the paper out to uh were you were you a ball player? Uh yeah, I played baseball all growing up. 
Okay. And is that, is that something you like about the game? That's what I always love, man. It's just I find it to be so realistic to actually play in baseball. It, it, I don't know. Like, it's just something I, I start playing, and I'm like, damn. Like, that was something when you see a play in the hole and you hit that little right analog, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to have to get rid of this one quick. Yes. Uh, like, just shit like that. I'm like, damn, this game's realistic. I love to pitching on it. It's, oh, I'm getting horned up, man. I got to tell. <laughs> no, that's what I love the most about that game, right? It was like the pitching was so easy. Like, th- like you play, I don't know if you've ever played like MLB The Show. Like, I think that game's fucking useless because. Yeah, oh my God. The pitching is stupid. Like, you, you try to <laughs> aim it somewhere and it never goes anywhere. MVP 05, no matter where you aim it, as long as you, on like the analog, get it in the green, that's where it's going to end up. Breaking ball, fastball. You don't have to worry about any of the other bullshit. That, see, I that's what I love about it, man. The accuracy of the game. And that's where I think people just, they've lost and forgotten art of it. And w- with the day we bring it back, they're going to, or if people really just start bringing back PS2s, which believe me is a whole another hassle. Are well, you do you PS2 still guy? have a PlayStation 2? Yeah, dude, I'm still wrong. My PS2 has seen some shit. And when I mean that, like, dropped so many times. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have the screws in for the hardware. It's just raw dogging it right now so i just gotta keep it together i should probably throw some duct tape or some shit on it i don't know so i yeah so i i told you off the air i moved out i'm here in north dakota but i'm from boston and i recently went back home to see my family in october and my playstation 2 my brother and i we fired the fucking thing up we played mvp05 go dude those Let's freaking things, go. man. You can have the 360 with the red ring of death. You can have this new crap. End of the day, give me PlayStation 2. Oh, do you, okay, please tell me you got the fatty and not the slim. The one that's just oh, the Oh, that's the only old... way to go. Yeah, of, of course. The original. <laughs> just the mega Hell powerhouse. Yeah. Just chugging away with that fan, man. That thing has seen some shit. Oh, man. That fan, I'm telling you, it's like louder than like a fan belt in a car. It's, like, it's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, but... It, it still works, dude. Like, especially with the pandemic, got me through a lot of hours. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't even pay for AC. I just let my PS2 fan fucking run all day. <laughs> all right. Good so, what shit. was what was your go to team? Right. Like, if you're one on one with oh. a buddy, no trades, no BSing with the rosters. What's your go to team? Oh, no trades at all. So yeah, like, you just gotta go roster, roster on roster. And are we going no top anything? To be honest, like I love playing with the Royals. Okay. It, just because they were so bad. Like, I love playing with the bottom half of teams. So, anybody into so Royals, who else? I mean, Devil Rays always suck. Yeah, the, the thing is, the Rays are unbelievable in that game. That's, that's my favorite owner mode franchise right there is the Rays. Really? You get, yes, dude. You get a young Rocco Baldelli. I love Rocco in that game, man. Sorry, Rocco it sucks Baldelli. for what happens for his career. He was, a, he was in Boston at one point. Yeah, towards the end. He's a Rhode Island native, so they like him around Is there. he? Yeah. Oh, so you, are you one of those East Coasters and there's the whole East Coast that they play ball, don't you? Not really, because, like, I've told you, I'm not, like, a Sox fan at all, but, like, I kind of – if like, just from hearing them on the news, like, that's kind of the only way I know. But, okay. But, yeah, so so you're a bottom half of the – all right. Like, we always had to, a rule. The top half, the top half of, the, of the game is almost too hard. Like, some of the pitchers, some of the aces, it's like I don't even – I got to sit here and press X two seconds after you release the ball. I'm not going to touch it. I, I, I'm too cocky to not directional hit it. So I just end up nubbing everything. It's bullshit. So, all right. So first of all, you say the whole hit in the direction thing. 
So that's like a true myth, right? Like if you direct the hit with the right analog stick, it's going to go in that direction most times more, more than not, right? The left one. Yeah, I use the left one for direction. Yeah, 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 the swing. left one. I always just thought you just kind of hit it and see where it goes type of thing. No, man, you can time it. Like that's allowed, yeah. But there's directional hitting in MVP, which see, this is what I'm talking about. Like especially when you play baseball and you're thinking like, all right, outside pitch, off speed. I got to wait on this and punch this the other way. This is one of the few games where it's so realistic. If you don't hit that timing completely in the green, man, uh, like you're gonna, you're not hitting it clean. And it's it's one of the best. That's one of the best features I love about it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Playing that game, like if when I asked you, like what what's your go to team one on one, I was always the White Sox because I would always try to fuck shit up with Mark Burley and then just yeah, use, like, some of that bullpen. Dog in that game, dude. That, I, he, I think that's right around. Because then you throw a no hitter around there. Uh maybe. But like like they had a solid season. 04, didn't do anything, obviously. And then like oh five is when they were champs. But like. They had Canerco, Frank Thomas. Canerco fucking rakes in the in MVP. It's insane. There's so many guys in the game where you're throwing to them, and you're like, this is about to be some bullshit. Like, Preston Wilson <laughs> hit a fucking low curveball the other day against me. I've never been – like, I just get so pissed off. Ichiro is another one where I don't even like throwing to him. It's so stupid. No, anytime, anytime – like, you need to strike out or get Ichiro to pop out because if it's a ground ball, you're fucked. You're not going to be – like, he's going to be you're the throw. They're pulling him off the bag no matter what. You're fucked. It's over. Yeah, exactly. It's so, over. my brother and I, as I told you, we would – he's a couple years younger. Him and I would play that game for hours. I had friends in middle school where we would be like, all right, here's my roster for my owner mode. Type, oh, dynasty yeah, mode you did. guys would owner mode against each other? Oh, yeah. We would, like, try to line everything up. Uh, what, like, were you always one of the kids that would do the high right field brick wall in the owner mode? Oh, of course. It, I mean, it depends on the lineup. So, like, until I started realizing you could, like, line up hitters with their side of plate, uh, I was probably a short porch left guy or even all around. Um, throw some pat, some ivy in there, like a douche. Like I'm at Wrigley. I don't know why I'm doing that, but <laughs> probably shouldn't. But yeah, uh, high right field, always in a bay. I, I mean, I think the bays. We're right around the Bonds era where he's just. I mean, the John Dowd. God, excuse me. I can't believe I just let that slip. John uh, Dowd. Yeah, the John Dowd era where he he played uh, bay ball all day, and I think that always stuck out in my mind. I was like. I just want one time to hit a bomb so far that I see it go. Yet to have it happen. We'll see. Someday. So, like, how awesome is it that, like, John Dowd, everybody knows it was Barry Bonds. And that dude, (laughs) no batting gloves, would just get in and just fucking unleash on a baseball. It's a secret. It's not. I don't know what you're talking about. John Dowd. (laughs) I'm still wondering where where he went in the league. To, To show up and have that kind of year and just disappear. One and done, man. Like, yeah, well, I, he's the he's the original one and done in the MLB. Him, it, him and fucking uh, my boy from Boston, Freeze. Oh, Anthony Freeze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, my boy from Boston. Immediately gets sent down to the minors real quick. How are you? I love how they just so, had to make it the exact opposite. What the fuck? Like he <laughs> his like they used to do with Jordan, where they'd just be the the same exact player, but just with a different name. The NBA live game. Yeah, right. Like I know in some of the Madden games, Bill Belichick wouldn't allow his name in there, but it would still be the angry guy 
hood over his head, like pissed yeah. off face. He would just change his name. It's like, okay. MVP decides to just, you know, throw everything against the wall and change it. All, all, all uh, qualms to the win, man. He, he just said, said, fuck it. But I, I think it's it's entertaining to see the, 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 the fact they have even drama within the contract for MVP. Like, this game is so entrenched in fucking just MLB sincerity that contract disputes were thought over being included in the game. I just – I love that aspect of it because that's what's going on right now. We're in a, we're basically in a labor dispute with EA to get this work done. Um, obviously, we don't want them paid for it. We just want the same game with a, a few extra demands. So are you – involved at all in trying to bring this game back like legitimately not i mean one day i know i'm gonna be honored when they do give me that call <laughs> um it's i'll say you know what it's about time i've been texting you guys tweeting at you for years um but at now not an not as an official uh representative yet are you gonna so, do some work for me or what's going on i need your, dude i would love to get confidence. this game back like people the people one still talk about this game whether they're our age, a couple years older, or people below us need to play this game because it's the best game and it's pretty easy to play. And like you said, it's so realistic compared to like how you play the game, like ground ball. Like if you got a speedy guy running the bases, it's like, oh shit, I got to go quick. And just same thing if Ichiro or Juan Pierre is flying down first base line. It's a disaster. I told you that Marlins team. They were a stacked team. Which is always huge. Uh, did they have what Beckett and Burnett, right? And they're uh, in Dontrell Willis. They have Miggy. They they have Juan Pierre Castillo. Uh, yeah, Beckett. What's his fucking dude at third? Lowell. No, it was Lowell. And Mike Boston Lowell. Years. Holy like shit. I think. See, have you get do you get to a point in the game? Like I'm at a point in the game where everybody's on some roster of some whatever owner mode I'm in. I just have the mindset that they've ended their career there. So I have a bunch of baseball references of end of their careers at teams they've never even touched but i'm like no i'm pretty sure i saw three or four good fucking years there produce pretty well and you're like oh shit that's probably my owner mode <laughs> so uh a couple years ago when alex cora got the manager job with the red Sox, boone got hired by the yankees i gotta find the graphic but somebody posted it online and it was like you can now have a full lineup of manager rosters in MLB right now from MVP 05. And it was like the graphics of all the players. And I thought it was like wicked sick. Absolutely. And that's the crazy thing is you got to think there's still some guy. I mean, we talk about Granky all the time just because of the EFIS, but there's still some guys playing from that fucking game, which to me is insane. Like, and if you go back two, three years ago, there was even more, obviously. Uh, but just to even have a chance to have your career go that long and then for them to be accurate with some of the things like Mauer actually projecting and being a, a fucking stud uh, is insane to me. Casimir obviously had his years. There's, there's a few in there that they obviously big miss. I don't think Ricky weeks was the top hundred prospect. They thought he was going to be, but damn uh, to get any of the right. Good for the programmers, man. Yeah. I mean like, so I always had to get Scott Casimir for some reason. He's my all time favorite player. And, Anytime I would always try to make him the ace of my staff, after five innings, he would just get rocked. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> – all right, one, whenever you're getting any of the top prospects or somebody who's not like an established major leaguer, little pro tip here, guys, to the young kids in the audience. 
uh, you're they're all going to start out with like 65, 70 stamina and not be able to make it past like five and two thirds to <laughs> save their fucking life. And I mean, like, I've had a no hitter. Who's my fucking dude? What's his name from uh, Edwin? Uh, what's Jackson from the Dodgers? Yep. Ended up playing in Arizona. He's, 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 he's had, he actually had a decent little career too, but he, I mean, obviously wasn't the stud they thought he'd be. Uh, but I'm not kidding. I had him in one owner mode where I would get, I'd be perfect through like six and a third and six and two thirds would come and he'd give up a bomb every fucking time. So, and it'd be a beautiful pit. I'm like, I don't know. I got to talk to somebody in the coding department. There, there's some bullshit that's still left on the game, uh, which I don't like saying, but damn, they, they really need to make sure when I'm dealing like that, that I'm coming home with a W and that perfect game. I, I got Jim Joyce, man. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, dude, like, there was I got Jim Joyce. That's a good one. There was one time I'll never forget it. I, it was my first time where I would have thrown like a no hitter perfect game. I got Johan Santana right. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking dealing, dude. Power goes out at my house at the time, eighth inning with two outs. I was like, "You've got to be shitting me!" Like that would have been my first no no. But I think my first one was with like probably Burley or Pedro Martinez. Oh, come, dude, that's this don't even count. Pedro in that game is unheard of. Burley is the same way. There's like I said, some of the big names. Johan, another one, just turns into some filthy, disgusting bullshit. Where you're like, you're sitting there watching, and you're like, I don't know how I would even touch that. Like, there's no chance. It, but that's how the league's developed now, hitting wise. I mean, if you're looking at the league now and watching the the arms that are playing, MVP's right there, man. 100, 101, 99 with a hard breaker. Like, they're all right fucking there. So I got to ask you. You mentioned the Zach Granke. Like his curveball was just fucking nightmare to try to hit. What about Tim Wakefield and that knuckleball? Like that was a oh, pain. Yes, every time like you shell somebody on the socks, whether it's like David Wells or something, and then here comes Wakefield, and you just fucked. See, that's a rule we always play with is no Wakefield because that's the one that knuckleball man. There, there's no fucking hitting it. It's I mean you'll you'll run into one, and that's the beautiful thing of this game. It's they give you like one mistake a game where it's just flat, or they might give you the little white circle shit, uh, which fucking hit. I don't know about you. Have you ever hit one of those ever? The knuckleballs? The, not a knuckleball, but one of the ones where the, the pitcher holds it on too long, and then the white circle pops up and shows you where it's at. Oh, yeah. No, those always fuck with me because my timing goes off because I just try to kill it. Yeah, dude. I get. I, I did the same thing. Start swinging a big dick, and it's like, god damn it. Like, I, I whip it every time, <laughs> and then I'm all pissed off because I'm like, there's a big meatball. But whatever. I, I got it. My problem in the game is run producing. I, as you can see, I, I analyze my game probably once a week. I'm like, run producing? I can't score for shit, man. I can pitch and play defense on that game. So if this is the Madden bus, like, I'm the guy that just struggles to score. And I'm just complaining about my offensive production. So one day we will have an MVP 05 bus, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, yeah, that I would think, be I fucking think you got sick. second seat right now. Dude, all right. So let me ask you. Uh, you're, you're just starting to play a game, whether it's somebody online or whatever, right? Do you go into like a full manager strategy where you're like, I want to take X amount of pitches and make their starter throw this many pitches per inning? Well, I mean, cause you can start to read. I don't know. It depends who you're playing. Cause like some guys like to fuck around outside of the strike zone, but some guys are a little more straightforward with the strike zone. Um, I, I yeah. So 
I'm always going to be strategic, but you got to react to who you're playing. Being valuable, man. You got to be flexible and on your toes. You know that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. See, me, <laughs> anytime I would play, if I didn't make the pitcher throw about 10 to 15 pitches an inning, I was pissed. I'm like, I got to wear them <laughs> down and get into their bullpen. You're the asshole who's working the, working the count in the video game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hell Pass yeah. the sticks. Pass the fucking sticks. <laughs> I hate Sitting the hard counter. Like, come on, dude. 3-2, you're not hacking at that? Oh, I, I I didn't say my discipline was good. I just tried <laughs> to like follow anything I could. Just so, hack away. That's, dude, that's wh- where the directional swing comes in handy because like you'll get a piece of some balls that are absolute balls, and you're like, ah, fuck it. Like, I I timed it up right. I don't know. Uh, you really got to check out the directional swinging, man. Like, what do you do on bunts? Are you just are you just clicking when you can? Well, I just well, I hold on. I always directed the the left stick, but I just didn't know if it was actually meant to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just thought it was like a myth. Like, oh, if you aim it straight up, it's better chance for a home <laughs> it's run. Like, it's like tapping X or all the buttons when you're running the bases and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, making it go faster. Yeah, I know. I do that too. Which, by the way, would always fuck me because then I'd round a base and then get picked off. <laughs> I've been there, man. And you're sitting there and you. All right, tell me if you do this. When they when the, the guy's rounding the base and he you get it it's like a line drive to center. You're always chucking it to first, trying to get him on the turn. Yes. One hundred percent, dude. To do. You're a squid if you don't do that. Yeah, fucking squid, dude. All right. Is that a rocket power reference, right? I, I'm gonna go with it. I just usually say that to people when I'm on the ice if they're being uh, assholes. Yeah, dude. Fucking squid. I'm pretty sure that's a rocket power reference. Well, that's me. what they used to call like the chubby kid who played net. That was oh, his nickname. Damn, dude. But, I'm uh, chubby kid flashbacks. Are you, were you, have you always been in shape? Are you, were you a fat shamer, dude? No, hell no. I just, you always put the bigger guy in net. <laughs> just you Goldberger, <laughs> man. Believe me. I, I get it. Dude, I'd rather have that net than me. Dude, I was terrible at goal. Are you shitting me? But, all right. Going back to the game, right? I got to ask you. The music soundtrack, it still bumps to this day. Still to this day. If you throw that thing on loud, uh, I mean, you're going to be very pleasantly surprised for a video game soundtrack, that's for sure. That and, like, Madden 04. Those are two soundtracks that I specifically remember. Absolute bang. So, the my brother and I always laugh because the, the play-by-play guys in that game were hilarious. And there's, like... If you absolutely get a hold of a ball and just fucking go yard with it, the play-by-play guy, forget his name, even though I should know it because he says it every time you enter the game, he would just do it's, this call. Yeah, so like, they're San oh. Francisco's, yeah, they're San Francisco's play-by-guy, play-by-play. Play he would guy, just so. yell, oh, that's gone, and it would, like, always crack me up. So as you and I were talking before we got on here, I'm doing play-by-play for sports out where I live now, and I had to call a baseball game, and somebody – just fucking goes yard. And I knew it as soon as he hit the ball. And I saw the call. I didn't even give a shit. I was like, this is awesome. Here's my time to shine. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> he got all of that one. Yeah. I. I How know, about, man. like, you know what always pissed me off in that game was if, like, you by accident hit triangle for your manager to argue something and he gets tossed, you're fucked. Like, you don't control You're losing control, man. Yeah. You, they take away control of the game. And then you end up sitting there, you're they're subbing some pitcher when you're like, I was fucking throwing. I don't need to be out of this game. But the thing is, yeah. I think that's also another unbelievable part of the game. The triangle manager charge and the intensity where you can kind of sit there and tap it and figure out how hard you want to argue. 
What about the like jacked umpires when he would be like, do like the no, he didn't swing thing, and the dude's got balloons for biceps? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I was really fucking checking out the, the ump that bad, but damn, now that you say it, they, they we do got some stacked ups in this game. I mean, yeah, it's insane, dude. Dude's fucking what? Ed Hockley, but for Major League Baseball. <laughs> the Ed Hockley of MVP of five. Holy shit. What do you what do you oh, think man. that workout plan was? What what mini game are they playing to get that jack? That's the question. Who the like their fucking strike three calls? Who knows, dude? Like I know you know what Jesus. you know what always threw me threw me through a loop in that game too is the catcher never throws the ball back to the pitcher. You don't like it just it appearing back in his arm? No, it was just so weird to me. Like it, one of these days I just caught on. I'm like, wait, I've never seen him throw it back. Like that's kind of funny. I'm trying to, to think about I'm like I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, do they though? I don't think they do. I've never seen it. This attention to detail is going to trip me out, man. I'm going to get on this game and just be hyper-focused on every single aspect of what's going on. So, all right, I got to ask. You mentioned the mini games in that game. What was your favorite one? Because it was like a good amount of mini games I used to love playing. Pitching minigame, man. Just sitting there knocking down the, the squares. I, like I said, pitching was my strength. I was a pitcher growing up, so I always wanted to be a pitcher in that game when you create a player. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would drill the mini pitching games. Were you – how would you do? How many rounds you last in the hitting games? Uh, about as good as my sex life, none. So then yeah. I, I was always damn dude. I, I guess always that's did the pitching one, Is that though. contagious? Shit, I knew. It. <laughs> I always did the pitching games. That you're talking the one where you're like off to the bullpen in like a spring training setting, right? Yeah, all, and you got to keep the, hitting uh, the cubes. Spring training because of uh, they're down in the Grapefruit League for I mean, depending on who you are, but for for spring training. Yeah, I always was just trying to do the pitching games where, like, you just keep knocking out the cubes and, like, getting the times to reset. Like, I like that one. The hitting ones always pissed me off because, like, I wasn't the best hitter, well, one, growing up, and two, in that game. Like, I was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> see. I was always like winning, like, two, one, one to nothing. Shitty. Yeah, it's just how I am. <laughs> uh, I knew it, man. I couldn't swing it at all. Were you a lefty or righty swinger? Uh, righty batter. Did you take out – see, did, like, video games where I tried to be, like, the best hitter ever, I'd always be some switch hitter, uh, hot zones everywhere, fast as hell. And oh, hell yeah. In reality, I'm some, I was, like, some fucking, fa- like, short chode, couldn't get up the line. It was sad. <laughs> chode life, man. It was, it was sad. It was sad seventh and eighth grader, that's for sure. Oh, uh, now – so were you a righty or lefty pitcher growing up? Uh, I was a righty. There you go. Starter, bullpen, what were you? Uh, depends on what level. Uh, up until high school, I was starter, I guess would say. Uh, through some, I was bullpen in college. Oh shit! Nice man. You played D three, D two, D one. Uh, D one. Damn, dude, you know fucking slouch. Uh, I mean, I was a slouch at that level, man. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking. I spent my whole freshman year hurt, didn't do shit. Uh, but yeah, love playing ball. Still, still to this day. I, but I, yeah, damn, man, miss it. Do you play any like softball leagues now or anything like that? Uh, I'll go into a beer. I've been in a beer league before. Okay. Uh, it's just people take it a little too serious in a lot of those leagues for me where I'm, I'm just like, dude, I'm not passionate about softball to where I want to get yelled at or threatened to get my ass kicked for laughing at some dude for popping up. You know dude, what I mean? Like, 100% I'm, with you on that. Yeah, I'm there to get a good buzz, uh, have a good time, obviously throw a ball around i mean i miss that shit all the time obviously you still play kind of a lot of, right man you're, you're pretty active 
So I used to, yeah, I used to be on a team when I lived back in Massachusetts and we played on Sunday mornings. That was fun as shit. Um, but now that I'm out here, I've only played a couple of times on Wednesday nights because I moved out to this new location, uh, kind of when teams are already in play. So I made friends with somebody and make most of the games, but hell yeah. Anytime I can get out, whether it's that or hockey, like I'm always just trying to get out and do shit. Oh, good shit, man. I, I would love to get on the fucking hockey ring. I, I was, I grew up a fucking humongous mighty ducks. Fan. I mean, obsessed. I, really? I, yeah, dude. My next tattoo sketch is actually Gordon Bombay doing the LeBron chalk toss. No so, shit, like, that's sick. The, how stupid is that? Like, I everyone's like, "Do you lose a bet?" I was like, "Nah, I just think it would be fucking hilarious if somebody's gonna look at that and see Gordon Bombay doing the chalk toss." I don't know. All right, so that I, first of all, I think that's a fucking sweet tattoo. Like, that's badass. So you're a Reds fan, you said, right? Yes, sir. All right, so when you first got the game, would you ever just, like, make a bunch of trades to stack the Reds and just, like, run shit through the league to win a uh, World Series? Yeah, I used to create a bunch of play. I used to create my whole team. I was, like, that sad kid who would bring the game on the tournament and <laughs> have everybody upload and be like, let's play, let's play, you're in here. And then I would make them basically just pad my stats of, like, Derek Jeter on the Reds. So it was pretty fucked up. So, dude. How old were you when you did that? Like, pretty young when you first got the game, right? <laughs> nah, dude, this is probably up to, like, 17. I wasn't fucking around. Okay. Not going to lie to you. Last year, like, when the pandemic hit, you know, you're in your house. So was that, 2020? I'm only 27 at the time. I fucking created JT Ramuto, uh, Aaron Nola, like, Bryce Harper, all the players on the Phillies, and I was just, like, running shit through the league. I didn't give a shit. I spent, like, a full day getting their roster. Just loading up the roster. There's a MV, There's a shout out MVP mods here on Twitter, but they have a uh, they a, a computer network that continue updating the, the rosters with a bunch of shit, which is pretty cool. Really? Uh, yeah. So there there there's a little MVP community out there that's staying alive. I know it's it's active on PC. Um, it just we just need to continue fighting, man. Just continue fighting for it. And trashing the show because, man, that game fucking sucks. Dude, it's – I'll never forget, like, after 05, I was jacked. I couldn't wait for the next year. And then, like, it just didn't come out. And so my buddy's like, oh, I got this new one, like, MVP, the MLB, the show. And I'm like, all right, like, let me play it. And after, like, a half an inning, I'm like, fuck this game. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> just the pitching alone was ridiculous. And then you have to time the hitting by going up and down. And Like, my brother has – um. I forget what game he has for like one of his systems at home. And it's just like the same shit. And I'm like, nah, dude, like I'll go back and play MVP 05. I'm all set, dude. That game's like that. That's a legendary game right there. Yeah. It's basically what you got to think. It's basically the skeleton for every single baseball game ever now. So like every feature, I mean, they're never going to get better than the minor league interface, having all the minor league teams there, minor league parks, all the creative they weren't fucking around in 05, and I think they just came back and were like, there is no chance we can touch this game. Like, if we try to make it any better, we would fuck up. So they they copied the game, made MVP 0506 for college baseball, and then, dude, my fucking puppy, can you shut up? <laughs> what kind of dog you got? Dude, I got a little chihuahua on Border Collie mix. Don't ask me how those two. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't Dude, think, they must I don't be big fans. Name, to be honest, but whatever, it's not my choice. They're probably big fans of the of the video game. Just, just trying to give in their two cents. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I, she she heard me talking about MVP. She's pumped, man. Go ahead, Jeter. Yeah, I named my dog Jeter too, which is such a douchey thing to do. Did you? And you're not even yeah. a Yankees fan. 
No, man, I hate the Yankees. I was a Jeter fan. I just grew up a Jeter fan the whole my whole life, and I couldn't stand the Yankees, to be honest. All right, so going back to the game, have you tried to contact EA Sports yourself? Like, hey. I tweet at like, them probably once, I mean, at least two, three times a week. Uh, I think okay. the only way to get old of them is going to be social through this because I don't think they're going to respond to my email. But like, hey, fucking remake this game. Can you shut up? Jesus. Dude, we gotta we gotta get your dog on the uh, on the emails too. You know, everybody loves a good dog, and I think we'll oh, hit him with, with like a, that kind yeah. of stuff. I like your style, man. Fish him with a puppy picture, and then hell yeah, you can't say if no. They click on that shit, it's over. So it's over. so EA Sports have they at least tweeted back to you? Sent you a no, DM? man. I can't get any love. That's the problem. Is like I want at least just tweet at me. Give me give me some type of explanation of why we're without this game for years. And I mean like some type of. The whole market's demanding it. Um, obviously, MVP, Bring Back MVP Nation is growing. It's just a matter of getting the kind of support from the guys up top to know what the people want. I mean, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jared Carabas with Barstool Sports. I mean, as a baseball guy, I imagine you are. He even tweets about how great of a game it was and still is. And that's the thing. We need we need big names like Carabas to fucking support it, especially, I mean, uh, he he would get behind it alone just for being Manny on the cover, but uh, I I'd love for him to to show a little love to EA. They, they'd actually put be able to put some pressure on him uh, to maybe get a demo a demo out there at least for a test market. Because holy shit, talk about their demographic. Get all right. So another question I have for you: Do you like how often do you come up with like your tweets where you're like, oh, it's a great day to I don't know like. Hit a oh, home shit. run with Manny, you know, shit like that. Like, cause I see your tweets every day, dude, they fucking crack me out, but I'm like, holy shit. I remember doing that. and still do. Yeah. And that's, I'm trying to hit that nostalgia thing, but to be honest, man, I wake up and I'm a, I'm a big time smoker. So I'll smoke and just kind of get a little high and then just be <laughs> like, all right, turn the game on. Cause I, I, I work nights. So everything in my whole day is just been fucking around <laughs> to be honest. So like I'll wake <laughs> up and just get super high and turn on the game and just kind of whatever the first thought is that pops in there that's usually what i throw out there no shit how many times like how how long during the day do you say you play this game like how many hours a day uh i mean i wake up so every day i wake up and it's gonna be within the first hour i'll get at least a game in um okay i'll probably get another one in by lunch and that's what sucks is like i i feel like i should be unbelievable at the game and i still fucking lose all the time I don't get how. I'm like, this game is impossible because I'm still I'm still taking L's, and it just pisses me off. Dude, that, but I think that's what makes that game so great. It's not just an easy win. Like, you can rattle off a couple wins in a row, but you know you're going to be facing some random stud pitcher from the Trash Bag Nationals who's just going to shut you down for, like, six <laughs> innings. Right. You know, they the still play at RFK Stadium in that game. Hey, don't go ahead. That's actually a great stadium if you want to hit a lot of triples. <laughs> I, Unbelievable. I'm dead serious. Like, down the line into the gaps, RFK is a great fucking stadium in there. I always simulated those games. I just hated the look of that place. No. I, I, what, what was your least favorite stadium? Favorite and least favorite stadium? Uh, the Marlins one. I fucking hated playing at the Marlins stadium. Pro, dude, you have pro player was huge. No, nah, I could not stand that place. I just hated the look of it. I'm trying to think which my least favorite. I mean, I love 
I love bringing on shooting up the fucking the minor league games and playing at like a little fucking yeah podunk shack and trying to hit hit a tank like 480 into some little small town at, out in the outfield. Yeah, those uh, I thought those places were pretty sick. You had like the farmer one with like the cornrows and right field, like that shit was cool. The, I told you, man, the game was ahead of its time with the, it, the stadium creation. It's only a matter of time before they bring it back. Hell yeah, dude. Like, seriously, like you said, what is the reason I'm not bringing it back? I mean, it was so popular. Sales were booming. And, you know, the games now, there's no way those games that they have now, whether it's the show or 2K or whatever that shit is, like, there's no way those sales are touching what MVP was hitting. Yeah, I, they got extrapolated into 2021 and realized what they're doing damage business-wise. I think the po- their pockets are really the only way we're going to be able to talk to them. Absolutely. Corbin yeah, we gotta... Reed, man. You know how it goes. Dude, exactly. You ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, unfortunately, dude. Dude, there's an episode where I they're trying to... Seen it's Always Sunny. They're trying to, like, solve the gas crisis. And, like, Charlie's like, we're going to hit you where it hurts. And he's like, your dick. He's like, no, 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 no. His wallet. It's his wallet. Like... No, it's his wallet. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I, I still... I mean, we talked about not getting late. I try the dentist system every week. It's so fucked up. <laughs> still, still not working for me. We'll see. Oh, man. Are you on that Tinder shit? No, dude. All the socials, dude. You think you think some girl? You, you think these girls would be all over this? Uh, a guy who plays a shitload of MVP of five, you know? I mean, dude, who day? wouldn't want to be? I that's what I, that that screams fuckable. What? Oh, what is that? Oh, Step Brothers. When the guy's like, "Oh, I manage a baseball team," and the and the girl, <laughs> yeah, and the wife's like, "Uh, what is it like majors or something?" He's like, "Nah, fantasy league." Like, that's what you can do. Be like, dude, I'm a major league baseball manager. Like, I, I fuck shit up. What are you? I'm I'm a I'm an owner of a major league baseball team. Really? <laughs> yeah, even you better. Live in an apartment? Like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I like to keep a low pro. Yeah, I spend I spend all my money on the team. That's all it is. I'm. It's exactly. all these promotional days I'm throwing out there. All the the magnetic schedules. Oh hell, <laughs> dude. Maybe that's why I was never good as an owner because I never did the promotional shit. You were <laughs> you were Mr. Burns, dude. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just come to my game, buy all the shit, and leave. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad strategy. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, that's all they want in that game. That game breeds greed, but it, it, it breeds you into an adult. It makes you learn what's going on. If you don't, if you don't turn around that $15 million debt in three years, they're going to be axing you and you're finding your ass on the can. All right, so one year <clears throat> I was doing the owner mode, right? And I think I started with the Devil Rays, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking tank the first year. I'm going to trade for all prospects. And then I'll just develop and be filthy. First year, I got like sixty wins and I got fired. Oh yeah, you got. I mean, you got to produce on the. So what? I, my most recent project, I I was determined to actually make some money because usually I'm like, you know what, winning solves everything, and that game it fucking doesn't. You can win the World Series five years in a row and you still be fucked. But uh, I I would I literally traded for all top one hundred prospects in the fantasy drafts. So. My first few years were literally, I mean, we were bad, but we were also not spending a lot of money. Right. And I just kept putting money back in, back into my stadium, man, reinvesting, reinvesting. Um, and that's why I'm profitable today. That fucking thing's right now. I'm This is the most profitable franchise I've ever had in my career of MVP, and that's a lot of fucking games. Damn. So what, what, and what team did you pick, like, just for, like, MLB teams? Oh, for this one, this one yeah. I went the Reds and tra- uh, I went the Reds. 
The okay. Last, the, the, the one I just retired, I went the Reds again, and I traded their whole outfield and tried to do the same thing I did without the fantasy draft. So, yeah, I'm really creative with all the fucking ways. I, I have too much time, basically. So, you just create <laughs> scenarios of, like, hey, it'd be harder to fucking win this way. <laughs> like, it's pretty fucking <laughs> pathetic. Will you turn what? off fair trades, man? Is that is that your style? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I used to do that. Hell yeah, yeah, you're just forcing, forcing your way there. Yeah, I used to I used to shut off the fair trades, and I used to shut off the budgets. So that way I was just like, yeah, I was a prick when I first got the game. I would trade you, like, three no-name prospects for, like, John Dowd. And then just be like, <laughs> just yeah, hey, I need the roster spots. I like it. And then, yeah, I mean, I always made sure I had a solid pitching staff, but – you know, I, and then I always needed a solid pitching staff and that one-two punch in the middle of my lineup. Then I didn't care who else I had. Who's your usual one? Power guy or speed? Because I always win. If I was in top two or three in speed, my franchise was fucked. I was swiping. See, I always made that. sure my leadoff hitter was the speedy guy, but I always made sure three and four I had power, and I would always have Manny in, like, the four spot. I always had to have that. Always oh, the Manny guy. Oh, man. Oh, hell yeah. Man Ram in that game is insane, and he's got a great little cold spot. Pushes the ball away. Yeah, I mean, no complaints for me swinging with Manny in that game. No, not at all. I mean, dude would just go yard whenever he wanted to. Like, I'm not, I would have him at four and John Dowd at three, and it was just good night. See you later. Yeah, you are a prick, man. Jeez. <laughs> you weren't lying. That's a, that's a shitty one, too, right there for anybody. Hell yeah. I mean, it, Mostly anytime against my brother, because then, like, you know, I would get around people my age and my friends, and they're like, nah, like, you got to pick an actual team. Like, none of this trading bullshit. Like, you're not stacking rosters. So that's, then I had to learn how to, like, play the small ball. Uh, small ball is the way to go, man. Once I learned how to uh, drag bun on that game with a lefty, it changes things. You learn, hey, throw that analog down to the left, give it a little tap and you're, you're going to be home safely on first. Were you ever one of those dudes that would throw the pitch out and try to get somebody to swing on it? Never. I'm not that. See, like, you, holy shit, man. We would have fought first inning. <laughs> you fucking used to throw the pitch out? Dude, I f- only to certain people because I fucking no, could not see, stand that's, losing that's to people. inexcusable. What a dick move. <laughs> that, that's what you, you'd probably do that, and I'd probably, I'd just go silent. I'm like, all right, for real, this is how we're playing? All right. Dude, like, ah. Uh, like, my brother, because, like, if my brother would beat me, he would not shut up about it. So, I was like, screw you. I, I got to beat you. Like, this is not going to – I'm the older brother here, you know? I'm not supposed oh, to lose shit. to you. Oh, a big brother. No, I get that. See, I'm an, I'm an only child. This is why I have to sit there and entertain myself. So, <laughs> I, I sit there and spend hours playing, and you guys are trying to beat each other. I'm just battling myself for years. Oh, man. Dude, I could I could go on and on about this game, like – I, I, I 100% am so pumped. Like, when we first started following each other on Twitter and I was seeing your tweets and how, like, you want to bring this game back, like, I fucking love it. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. It's been so, uh, it's been good reminiscing about the good days of MVP of 5, that's for sure. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Before you get off, just tell everybody your Twitter account name and uh, to follow you. Okay, guys, get me at MVP of 5, MVP of 5 guy. Uh, obviously we're, we're hitting the hashtag bring back MVP. Uh, like I said, thanks to off the rails. Anthony been great, man. It's been great hearing from you. Glad oh, we yeah, finally man. got this so, set up. So glad we finally got this to work out. We both got the crazy schedules and, uh, we definitely, definitely got to get you back on for sure. I uh, love to hear it, man. Thanks buddy.
All right, take care, brother. And a big thank you to Mr. MVP05 guy, Mikey. Uh, I grew up playing that baseball game. and as Me too. Said, in that interview, I still play it every time I go back home and even during the pandemic last season. Just, you know, perfect game. Had Manny Ramirez on the cover. Um, just the best baseball game ever made. No, I mean, I used to play that game all the time, too. I, I like the soundtrack of it, too. There's, there's a fantastic soundtrack to that, to, that, uh, to that game. But, I mean, I've probably forgotten some of the players over the years. But, man, Ichiro in that game. Dude was a stud. But, well, Mikey, let's talk some baseball, shall we? Um, let's see. Who won the World Series this year? Oh, yeah, the Atlanta Braves. Kudos to them. First time the, since the 90s. And their um, badass fucking uh, parade bus. <laughs> badass, dude. That's sick. I wish the duck boats would have done something like that. Dude, like, all right, so if anybody doesn't know what Mikey's talking about, obviously whoever freaking drove the parade buses that day had a little too much coffee because – those fucking things were screwing through the parade routes. Like, no, whizzing by. Like, dude, imagine standing there all morning long, you're hyped up, and like that thing just screws on by. That, oh, I wish we, I, w- I wish I saw something like that at, at one of the Patriots parades. <laughs> so freaking funny. Like, imagine like Pedro just gets like blown off one and like the socks had him. <laughs> but, uh, Mikey. Off-season time now. One of your Red Sox players is already gone. Eduardo Rodriguez signs in Detroit for five years, $177 million. Um, I don't think that's a bad loss for the Sox. I think nope. they can overcome it. Uh, he's a good number three starter, sometimes a number two, depending on the day. But I think the I'll Red Sox can fill that need. Absolutely. And, and you know what, too? It's like I said it earlier. I, I think Brandon Carlo is, is one of the most overrated Bruins. I think Eduardo Rodriguez is one of the most overrated Red Sox pitchers in in the last eight years or so. I compare him to guys like Felix Dubront. When Felix Dubront was coming oh, up. I oh, I forgot about oh, him. Oh, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. He can throw the ball. I like, I like this kid's stuff. He's got good makeup. And it's like, that guy, nowhere. Nowhere to be found. Felix Dubront. Nowhere to be found. You know who else? Clay Buckholtz. Another overrated Oh, guy. he I throw, sucked. I throw, I throw. I don't think Eduardo Rodriguez sucks because, like, his ceiling, we've seen his ceiling. He, I think he won about 18 games one year. Great. The guy, but he's, he, he's just too inconsistent, man. When he's hot, he can throw. When he's cold, he can't freaking find the plate. You know what? Every, everyone in this town is like, oh, he could be our next ace. He could be, uh, he could be our next number two. Like you said, he's a number three starter, number four starter in anyone else's rotation. You know, All right, I, I, I don't, actually, let me hold on. Let me clarify. Buckholds didn't suck his whole time. His attitude was just piss. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying, yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez is you know number three and number four starter in anyone else's rotation. But I don't know. See you later. Have fun in Detroit. I don't hate the guy. I don't love the guy. But it's like even at the trade deadline, I wanted a new pitcher. You absolutely have to go out this offseason and get and get at least. At least one arm. If you're talking to me and you're the Red Sox, you're gonna. Oh, I'm gonna overpay for a starter because you know you just lost uh, your number three guy. How much? How much of Chris Sale is gonna be is gonna be there next season? Is yeah, I mean, bu- I think when they when they brought Sale back, like he was firing bullets, and I think at the season his slider. I thought Smoltz on the broadcast and the, especially in the playoffs did an excellent job of breaking it down. Yeah, and it really made me pay attention. His slider, meaning Sale, did not have that same cut to it. No, so no, absolutely not. His his slider has fallen off dram- dramatically over, 
over that over that second half of the season. So do you think Sale almost becomes the number three? That's what I mean. I, th- I think, but it's like if you're giving him that kind of money, like are they really gonna put him as number three? Because it's like I like Nathan Ovaldi. Don't get me wrong, but number one, I don't think you can rely on him to be a clear cut ace. And number two, I think his contract might be up. First, well, I think Ovaldi's got one year left, but. If it's me, I'd ra- I'd feel more comfortable with Avaldi as my two than Sale as my two. You see what I'm saying? And obviously, as we just saw in the playoffs, Nathan Avaldi has fucking balls of steel, probably because he's Italian. And that guy doesn't give a oh, shit, shit who he's going up against. The way he mowed down that Yankee lineup was just incredible in that wild card game, and they continued to have success in the playoffs. Like I- I'd feel comfortable with him as my number two. Freaking guys get all vowels in his last name. There's <laughs> not-, not one consonant in his last name. E.O. Valdi. That's how you used to have to spell it. Jesus. He's good. No, but seriously, though, this team needs starting pitching. I think their offense will be fine. I, You know, fucking, if you want to tell me Hunter Renfro is not coming back, so be it. I, I thought that guy sucked in the second half of the year. He was, he was a pretty good player you had this season. He got the, he, and, I, and I think you got a lot out of him. See you later. This team needs to build their starting rotation now. Yeah. But guess what? But guess what, Anthony? Guess what? They won't. Because they want to be a mid-market team. Because they want to buy other fucking franchises. Yeah, I mean, what are they doing? And when I say they, I mean, I'm talking the Red Sox and the Red Sox ownership. Because now, now you got the Red Sox ownership about to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins in the NHL. Sell the fucking team. I understand what's going on. Two, you're the Red Sox. You print money. How do you explain it to your fan base? Which, by the way, they still have not explained it to the fan base of not spending the money like the Red Sox should be doing, A.E. like or I.E. like the Yankees used to do in the nineties. I mean, it's just incredible. I think our fans are some of the best fans in baseball. They're gonna come to Fenway Park and root for their team no matter what. That's my best it's, impersonation of John Henry. Are there any pitchers out there you want to see them sign as a free agent or is Clayton Kershaw coming back to L.A.? I haven't heard a definite yes. Because I exactly, if he's available, dude, go spend the thirty-three million and get his ass here. You would spend that much on Clayton Kershaw this late in his career? Uh, sh- depends how many years. You tell me it's a three-year deal, then yeah, I'd do it. No, three years, ninety no. million. No, he still has that choking effect. He's gotten no over that way. hump. Though. He's gotten over that hump in a shortened season, Mike. In a shortened season, I'm okay. no way. I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to do everything I can to pluck somebody out of if Tampa you, Bay. If you're telling if you're telling me I have to I have to give Clayton Kershaw 30 million bucks a year and, and I can do that over a short term, I'm absolutely doing it. 2 years at most, but even that I don't want to do. No, I'm out on Kershaw with that big money. Fine. No years, way. 90, how about 2 years 90 million? <laughs> <laughs> 45 million here. Imagine that. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. At least David Price got over the hump in a oh, full season. Up. It was dominant shut in up. that playoffs in 18. I'm also I I still thought Clayton Kershaw was shaky in 2020 in that dumb stupid shortened playoff season there, and by the way that's another thing too they had bubbles so it's not like he had to go into opposing ballparks and face those fans I, I am out on Clayton Kershaw for big money okay I I beg to differ I I think this team needs starting pitching that bad especially you of all people like you're so hard on athletes you're like they lose the game in May you want the guy dead for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I, I, hey, I was ready to I was ready to kick the fucking socks out of town after they were zero three. <laughs> That's true. I think a lot of people were, especially the Baltimore. Like shit, I, uh, I think there's a couple pitchers for the A's 
right, that are possibly available, that Manaya kid, the lefty that threw a no-hitter against the Sox a couple years ago, I'd feel more comfortable signing him. Have a pillow fight. That's maniacal. <laughs> yeah, we could sell it. Five stars versus half a star. No, superstar versus half a star. Shit, you shut your up. mouth before I sit your throat and watch the dust come out. <laughs> but you know what, Mike? I think the offense is fine for the Sox. Me too. Um, I, I just think you're the Red Sox. Build a better pitching staff and maybe get one or two more pieces in the bullpen. Fuck the bullpen. Get me two more arms in the rotation, for God's sake. I mean, are you fine with Daniel Bard being the closer? Daniel Bard? Not Daniel Bard. With the, the, the fucking the guy from um Yukon. Matt he Barnes? Looks, he looks like Nick's yeah, he looks like Nick Amrine. Matt Barnes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt Barnes. I'm fine with Matt Barnes being the, okay. being the closer. Yeah, no, that I, I was just asking a simple question. Absolutely. Uh yeah. Mikey, are you are you good with baseball or what? Yeah, well, yeah, continue. I'm, I do yeah. want to mention Shohei Otani, unanimous MVP in the American League. That's pretty obvious. Uh, Bryce Harper, MVP in the National League. And neither the- MVPs made the playoffs. <laughs> that, that, isn't that stupid? That's I find stupid. that hilarious. And, and you know what? This Now that you mentioned Otani as the MVP, it just pisses me off. I'm not going to go into Philly. I'm going to go into the Angels. That organization, Anthony, is a fucking embarrassment to Major League Baseball. They really you are. Have, you have Otani who can throw the ball 100 miles an hour. Not throw the ball 100 miles, just throw the ball 100 miles an hour. He can pitch damn good. And, and, and the guy can hit the ball a freaking mile. And you have probably the best player in baseball over the last 15 years in Mike Trout. And your ass still can't make the playoffs. You're a fucking joke. You're a fucking make the playoffs. They don't put any money into the team. And they don't get coverage around like the country like they should. Like, as you just said, you have one of the, you probably, people compare his numbers to Babe Ruth. I'm not going to get all hyped up like that, but like you have Mike Trout out there. You now have somebody like Babe Ruth where he pitches and actually pitches freaking well and can hit the ball a hundred fucking miles and, and Shohei Otani. And we don't see them. The MLB needs to market that team better. And they also have to get in there and say, spend some fucking money and get in the playoffs. Like, what are you doing? You're wasting two prime careers right now. If the, if the angels have a, if the Angels have a dude that can hit and pitch and no one's there to see it, do they really have a guy who can hit and pitch? I guess not, Mike. I mean, you real quick to make the case for the Phillies. Yeah, the Bryce Harper won the MVP. You didn't make the playoffs, and you wasted that year because you don't spend like a big market team. It's fucking ridiculous, but whatever. They should get rid of Bryce Harper, and then they'll win the World Series. You know what? You knew they were fucked, right? When his first press conference in Philly was, I can't wait to bring a championship to D.C. <laughs> it's like, there we go. There we go. Uh, Mikey, let's talk, get on our last subject here. Uh, you're horny for the New England Revolution, I hear. I just wanted to mention, I think they deserve a quick shout-out. They're the, you know, they get swept under the rug here. Rightfully so, because who the hell gives a piss about soccer in Boston? I mean, you do. Well, I don't, I don't really – well, I tell you what. We got the supporters, Shield. Okay. We got I, – I, I just think they are worthy of some admiration and recognition for being the best team in Major League Soccer, the hype around this team, Bruce Arena's amazing job with the uh, with the squad. And they're uh, – I think it's ridiculous, though, that they have that kind of season. And, they, and then they got to wait, what, a month to play their first fucking playoff game? Yeah, that's – Who's making that schedule? The NHL people? Probably some, probably some dumbass from Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, for the Revs, I meant, I meant, impressive fucking, season, I meant, man. I meant, I meant, I meant to say dumbass from New York living in Rhode Island. 
That's what I meant well, to say. What a tough, good season for the Revs, man. I think they had the most points of all time in a regular most season. Points, so best team ever. They're, they're going to – let's see. Let's see. Gonna, I mean, they're going to have a good – They're going to shit themselves in the first playoff game. Watch. <laughs> that would be funny. By the way, the Union, Philadelphia Union won their first playoff game last night. So what's – how does this work? Does, like, the, the top-notch team get, like, a bye in the first round? Some uh, Apparently a bye month. So who knows? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. By the way, when you said soccer a few minutes ago, you said it with like two G's and an A. Soccer? Yeah, like it was just so Boston and it made me laugh. So, um, real quick too. So, my girlfriend works at a store around here, right? One of the, like the boutiques. And so, one of her coworkers works at the gym I go to. And she was like, oh, I was talking to Kaylee. And she said, I was making fun of her accent because she said something weird today. And I'm like, Okay, like what are you what are you talking about? And so it's a northeast thing too, where Kaylee said saw her, but she said saw her. You know how you combine the words. Yeah. And like the girl wasn't understanding. I was like, no, that's like a northeast region thing. Like we combine have- our words. Like if you say did you eat, it's do you eat. Like, yep, like you yep, combine yep. it. I have a question for you too, because you know, I think this is a northeast thing as well. What's the fast food chain? Not Chick-fil-A, say the other one. Um, Popeyes. Okay, you say it the appropriate way. Myself and a bunch of other people. You can even listen to Portnoy. He says it too. I've noticed it. When it comes to a place like that or something else, a lot of people around here put that O as a U. It becomes Popeyes. It becomes a pup tart, a pup tart, or it's it. It's a puppy seed. I I'm gonna have to lot. go back and try to hear it now, dude. I if you. Next time, you listen to like a Portnoy video. Listen closely to how he pronounces his uh, his short O's. Popeyes. All right, I'll have to. It, I'm gonna Popeye. have to keep an eye a out. A lot now. of people fucking say it, and and people say it. it's not it's not hot out. It's hot out. Hot like like hot hot. Yeah, it's hot, not hot. What? It's a hot day today. <laughs> well, yeah. What's the temperature in Massachusetts today? Uh, you know what. It is, let me check my car, paying 50 degrees. So today here in North Dakota, it's 19 degrees and windy as fuck. Oh, I love that. Why, why don't we have that over here? So hold on, hold on. I don't mind the cold 19 degrees. That It's nice. Oh, the wind sucks. The, it sucks and blows. <laughs> yeah, the wind is terrible, Mike. <laughs> like the wind, like you go to open your door and it's like there's somebody <laughs> pushing it back. It sucks. Like. The other day, oh we God. had 45 to 50 mile an hour winds. It was fucking cold. So it's probably going to snow up there pretty soon. It you already has. Have to, you have to keep a close eye on the cars up there <laughs> slipping on ice this, this, this winter. Dude, it almost happened to me last week. Dude, when it's not you, it's the funniest thing in the world. When it's you, <laughs> you're sitting there like all crunched up, like shaking, sweating. When it's not you, seeing other people scramble on the road when their car starts sliding is the funniest shit in the world. Dude, all right, all right. I'll, I'll send you a picture in a few minutes that was sent to me because it snowed last week. <laughs> and so I upgraded my car. I don't have a car anymore. I got an SUV because it snows bad and the roads and whatever. So I'm like, I got to be able to get to work. I need all-wheel drive. So if I had my old car, I would have been stuck. So, because I had put this new car in all wheel drive and I was fine. 
but there's black ice so bad out here, especially mm-hmm. on the interstate. Mm-hmm. I felt my car start to like turn sideways coming home from work the other night. <laughs> I was like, Holy just imagine shit. all the other people seeing you do that, like fucking laughing their ass off. Uh, I mean, I doubt people are laughing, but I'm they're not guy. because there's like these in the middle of the expressways that break up the two sides, Mikey is like the big ditches and <laughs> yeah I'll let you I'll let you do the math <laughs> like I said I'll send you the picture later oh I got oh, I want to see some shit oh I really want to see it all right well Mikey um we should tell the listeners too it's probably not gonna be every week schedules kind of get a little crazy but we'll be a lot more a lot more podcasts coming that's for sure for sure for sure. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later on. Till next time.